Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Last Man Standing. We are still your friendly neighborhood podcast, just in a slightly new location. <laughs> Returning, this is Isaac. It's Mondo. Maurice. And Brittany. Maurice has a face full of chips, so if it sounds a little funny, it's Sorry. Not <laughs> <laughs> it's Maurice. Hello, everybody. And folks... It is Black History Month, and everyone at this table is a person of color. Thank God for that. No, I'm playing. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm I really love white not. people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have white friends. Um, it's Timmy, Tommy, Tommy. It's a very <laughs> Marsha, 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 Marsha. <laughs> it's an interesting time of year. At least for me, it is. Um, I've always been the light skin kid in the room, even at family reunions and. Me too. <laughs> I was always the light skin one, so I was always a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I am half Hispanic, but I grew up with my mother's family, so everyone else was black. I was just the light skin kid in the room. Mm. I said something um, when we were talking about like Black Panther when it first came out. I said that I had a very difficult time associating too much with being black or Hispanic. I was always in the middle somewhere. I always hung out with everyone. The blacks, the whites, the Hispanics, the goth kids, the yeah, hood kids. You know you're black though, right? Get to play ball. That's, that's my thing. But I've always had a disassociation with it. So for me, mm. Black History Month was always kind of like, you know, I was in the back going, yay. I was never really like proud of it, proud of it. So it took up until probably, what, I guess Black Panther was about a year ago, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Nigga, you better yeah, not say Wakanda forever. Dude, Wakanda <laughs> always, Wakanda always, because I'm telling you, that was probably the proudest moment I've ever had as a black man. Acknowledging not just that I'm black, but like the actual African culture that stands behind yes. us. Because Ooh, it was the first yeah. time. Was, I want to say it's the that first movie, time. That movie is very rich in culture. Yeah, yeah it was one like, of the first times yeah. I ever got to see us put in such a positive a light. light. And that, that's, don't, don't forget Kendra Lamar did help with that music. With absolutely. SZA when they did that song. I ain't gonna lie, like I ain't cry a couple times just listening to that song. I got I downloaded the video just because it was empowering. I, I must have played that soundtrack for like a times, good three, yeah, four weeks. hundred times easily. Um, yeah, that's yeah, so, it's, it's real deep. I always look yeah. when growing up being a, one, one of the few black families in Glenside Projects, knowing that was all reeking. Mm-hmm. I gradually learned, like, because I didn't really notice the differences, I just thought everybody was black. You just spoke Spanish, but you're black. That's how I actually looked at it. Yeah. Up. You looked at it as, a, as t- they're still a people of color, you know what yeah, I mean? But that's I didn't how look it was at it like that. I looked at it as because I was just a kid up until like maybe time I was 14. Now, I, I looked at it as, oh, those are Ricans. They just niggas that got dropped off early. <laughs> they, oh, got the yeah. they had a different stop. They, That's they all it was. Yeah. They got they the a little early. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> from the Caribbean are niggas that got dropped off early. Hey, y'all, y'all stay right here, man. We dropping these niggas off in the States. Like, you know, that's why I got dropped off at. Dominicans are just Haitians that learn to speak Spanish? Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. it's yep. the truth. Sorry, folks. Yep. I yep. think it's funny that you say that you were always the light-skinned one in the room because... Um, in all of my classes growing up and in all of my jobs, I'm always the only black girl and I'm always the only dark skinned black girl. 
And sometimes when another black girl comes in, I feel like I'm getting pushed out a little bit. Mm. And I'll really? like her. Yeah. Because <laughs> you probably aren't. <laughs> <laughs> it usually on, works out that way. Honestly, it usually works yeah. out that way. So that's usually how I see it. And I gravitated more towards Spanish people growing up because they were the only ones that wanted to talk to me, that wanted to hang out with me. The black girls made fun of me. They talked shit about my hair. They didn't like my clothes because I yeah. didn't have the best clothes. Like, it was the worst. And the worst part was when I'd be with a bunch of black girls in gym class and they're sitting around calling me a field nigger. And we're uh, in elementary school. Oh, I, and I don't even know mad. what the fuck you're talking about because we haven't gotten that far in the school year yet to know what's really to to know anything. I didn't know about that stuff till I got older. Honestly. Yeah, black people have a tendency to do that shit. Um, yeah, I, I, black I, people have a tendency to be a fucking bully. Well, yeah, that's no, that's kind of like there's like more racism among us than there is among between how, us and other cultures. That's kind of how it was no, for uh, me. Uh, yeah, uh, don't do that just it's, because it's the same. Uh, because Jamaicans, Rastafarians, <laughs> which are usually we, dark, are discriminative against very other much so Jamaicans. Because Africans don't like us either. They think that we're spoiled. Oh, Africans we're spoiled ain't. Them motherfuckers ain't never like us. It's not they my fault. You chase cheetah for fun. You and Nakata, we can't work with Nakata. That's why Wesley Snipes said, "What's that Nakata shit?" Black American cotton picker, and they fucked the. I got suspended in school for calling this girl Rose Delilah. Wow. African wow. She said, teacher, teacher, it was Brittany. She called me African booty scratcher. She's African. She scratched her booty before. She's a booty scratcher. Um, I was horrible. I know we're, I know where almost everybody in the table is coming from because like I went to school 10 years, like 10 years after you guys graduated, I was just getting to high school. You know what I mean? It's a very weird time because it's a lot of Puerto Rican kids, like a yeah. lot and red yes. and high at that time and white kids were the minority so like I wanted to gravitate towards them because I felt like they were being the ones that were being hated against a lot uh -huh. and like that separated me from the black kids immediately like they cut me the fuck off yep. and that was I, I know how you guys I kind of know what she says when they were they were being bullies to me essentially like they wouldn't they would never never chill with me only a couple of kids like the ones that were clowns would like for sure always oh, be yeah, those, 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 those were the black yeah, person you know I mean? that hangs with the white girl over here named Tammy Sue me. Or, or, or Sammy Joe I know or, or Sally J and that's, that's how I you, you gotta understand that. back in my day you know? because segregation starts at home like amongst the community with the music especially with black people because it's mainly music yeah at Reading High the nail salon that's where the Reekin sat mainly the Latin Kings the niggas the cool month the Northwest niggas was at the pizza shop the emo kids were at the A plus gas station the white kids <laughs> were, spring, <laughs> were sprinkled out, but mainly at the door, ready to come wild, proper and direct. Wild how nothing changed. Guess in what? Nothing it was changed. the same nothing thing when I went to school. Like, I hung out with the emo kids, and they were in the right morning, there. My <laughs> route to school was to start at the corner and go to the next stop, and yep. go to the next stop, and go to the next stop, and then I went on to the bus for Votech. That's what I mean. Like, I felt like I never fit in anywhere. In anywhere so yeah. I just hung out with everybody for a little, little bit of time, bit. and okay. then moved on. To answer that, I felt like the same way too, but I was the, I was one of them. I consider myself because Mr. Me and uh, Vice Principal Mr. Rodriguez used to get into it. I was one of the most known unknown people, and he used to be like, "Why do you always say that?" 
because I know everybody. I know all the black popular kids that play all the sports. Yeah, I knew all the popular black kids that played basketball and football. Yeah. I knew all the white kids that smart and had good grades. I knew all the Hispanic kids. I knew all the EMR student kids. I knew all the special ed kids because I was a special ed kid. I knew all the emo kids that used to chill. Some of them used to be in my class and then got introduced in it. I used to sit there and talk to my boy John, who was a gay Irish white boy that was an emo kid, and sit there talking to Tillman Sims at the same time. Oh, who's that? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. my boy John, man. He's cool shit. He was like, oh, hey, what's up? They was like, both, what's up to each other? Oh, bonding. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, you just took somebody who you consider to be down here and somebody you consider to be up here because yeah. he's fucking tall. I mean, you're, that, you're just went, a middleman. You were the, yeah, the, I was the, at all. So much because I didn't care, I hung out with everybody, yeah. So I didn't give a fuck as long as I was cool with you and shit. And that, like, yep. that distancing actually kind of like I don't know, kind of helped shape who I was because I would hang out with the emo kids, and that was the one thing that I knew that the emo kids did at but that were you time. Quiet, that, huh? Me, were you quiet or like no? I was actually, su- I was no, I wasn't class clownish, I was just super outgoing, you know what I mean? As a kid, I would talk to anybody, you know what I mean? I was just, I was a talker, okay, you know, like light skinned kids, oh, so long dreads in, in art school, like I was trying to go to arts, that was my whole. Idea was to get to our. Hey, Mr. Bitesel was a man. Um, he taught when I was in uh, middle school. He taught me when I was in middle school. When I was in high school, I had a couple other. These are younger people that were that were new to the whole thing. But um, I got with the emo kids because eventually I, I started getting high, and they already got high. So <laughs> nobody else really did that because it was kind of a taboo thing, unless it was like niggas were trying to fuck off, you know? What I mean? <laughs> like, and I was trying to be with them because that was their only agenda. Like these kids, they would get high before school. All right, we're gonna do. We go to class for a couple. We're gonna go to class for three classes. Come out, get high, go back in. Like the other kids, it was just like, yeah, we gonna get high. I'll see in a conversation. Like we're gonna do afterwards. That's a. You gonna go back in there? Yeah, if you cut hood kids, hood kids are getting high. They're not going back. Yeah, they're not going back in there. Girls and the guys already established who they fucking. So when you go to that house, you better have somebody because you gonna be that nigga sitting there. They fucking, they fucking, she got her feet on you. They fucking, they fucking, you got their feet on his back. And that, that's exactly how it is. And there's times I sat there on the couch and I'm just sitting there bouncing, daydreaming. Watching like, more. What the fuck? They're fucking, they're fucking. The <laughs> so I just said, I'm going to be your father. Oh, <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> um, interesting yeah. thing, like Brittany said, oh, yeah, so it made me think um, the most I ever really felt segregated was actually at home because wow. like I said, I was like, I was the light skinned kid in the family for a long time until my brother was born. And it was always like, they found a reason to point out that it was, your that I was Hispanic. <laughs> it was always, Oh, he got the good hair. Cause his daddy's, you know, Puerto Rican. It was, Oh, he needs to do this or he needs to do that. Or he only listens to that he kind of music because he's light skinned kind of thing. Yeah, what the fuck? It, but it was never up. meant in a negative way, it's just how it, it just was, came up. It was, yeah, it was just pronounced, yeah, all the time. And that was one of those other reasons. Like I said, even though I grew up in a predominantly, I said like ninety five percent black family, mm-hmm. you know, there were black church going family. They were, oh, that's pretty intense. <laughs> people were like stereotypically yeah, black, but I was always on the outside, and they always found a way to kind of point out. That you were that on I was the outside. a little bit different mm-hmm. or something was a little bit off, so to speak. You felt like you were on the outside and they made sure that yeah, you made sure that I knew it. that you were on the outside, which I like that's like, that's the worst, man. There was there I were was, times where I can look back and there is nothing worse for me now, memory wise, 
but like sitting on the porch with my grandmother and my uncle and you know some other kids from up the street would do something crazy and my grandmother being an older black woman like there go those fucking reekins and I'd be like, yo, I'm sitting right here, yo. Like, yeah, that's normal really? talk to me. Yeah, that's it's normal talk for them. I they remember really... my uncle had a racist moment. He used to tell oh, me, Puerto Ricans bring roaches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uncle, I could kind of agree, but it's mainly dirty people. I was like, it's, it's dirty. He was like, no, 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 it's Puerto Ricans. I was like, when you live around Ricans, you can say something like that. I was like, but I lived around black people and they brought a lot of roaches. They had mice. I was like, so if Ricans got roaches and black people got mice, I'll deal with the roaches. <laughs> I was like, at least they see me, they run. The mice are like, what up, son? They go eat anybody on the floor. Hey, hey, you want that? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't you want that? You want that? I don't want that. look at you and be like, yo, fuck you. And keep a bad business. When he dated this girl that was Puerto Rican and I used to look at him I thought Rickers bring roaches I thought Rickers bring roaches he was like but she's clean and I was like what the fuck oh just that one oh just yeah, her alright cool, cool. I had a to you being outgoing so people saw you as weird in school yes well, uh, and they would they would see me uh, now nowadays I talk to people that I went to high school with a lot of them were like oh yeah you were like they would think that I was like too. This is specifically what I've heard. You were too cool to hang out with and talk to. And when I hear that, I'm just like, man, I was high. Like, <laughs> I wasn't too cool. I was just, I was, I was in my own fucking world. I was told I was weird. I, see, now there's what? there are some that say that there I were there weird. were some that were just like so you were a weird guy. Girl, she used to me. pick on me forever, and I still hate this girl to this day. She's yeah, just so annoying. Her whole life annoys me. But she used to always pick on me, and I never understood why. And I found out as we were older because I ended up babysitting her children by babysitting my cousin's children so they could go out. Mm-hmm. And I was the 18-year-old who couldn't go to the where. <laughs> so I'm watching everybody's kids. And this girl comes over, and she's like, oh, it's you. And I just look like, Jesus Christ. Somebody Here we go. fucking save me. <laughs> and... She comes in the room by myself. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's about to start. And she's like, you know why I never liked you in school? Because you were weird. So why was I weird? I said, because you did things like student council and stuff. So it's weird oh, to be. Oh, because you were elevated. Because, 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 oh, I, was involved, you? because I wanted to be involved with something? Like, <laughs> when she said that, I swear to God, oh, my God, I choked on what I wasn't <laughs> supposed to be drinking at the time. <laughs> <laughs> because you thought I was weird because I did extracurricular activities. I wanted to be involved with something? That's why you like, thought what? I was weird? She's like, yeah, and you sound white. I hate that. I that do. makes oh, me that so angry. But it's you true. Couldn't, you no, cannot sound a color. No, you cannot sound a color. No, you cannot. Don't say that. Don't say that. You can sound you can sound like cannot sound a color. You cannot sound a color. It's either you sound educated or you don't sound educated. I learned you, Ebonics. Yes, yes. I learned Ebonics. I, I learned Ebonics in school. Growing up in the household, my mom did not speak Ebonics because my mom didn't know Ebonics. My mom grew up in a separated household, but her father was a professor at Kutztown University for almost 40 years. Jesus her Christ, mom worked so at the Veterans sense. Hospital in, in, in the kitchen. 
So my mom grew up very proper. The house had to be pristine and her education had to be great and her language had to be perfect. So my mom is super bougie. (laughs) My mom is super bougie. Shout out to Diana. (laughs) She's super bougie. She is. But that's how we're... I learned Ebonics and how to be ghetto in jail. I learned how to braid from a white girl. Um, What? Yeah, actually, when I was, was her name when, Tiffany, when I Yo, was, you're dumb. Her name was Amber. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't far off though. <laughs> it wasn't that far off. I think we could have guessed two more times and got it. Um, interesting story. This is something uh, you you spoke about our boss earlier. Now, um, a couple years, couple years back, there's this young young black kid named Eric, and. Uh, I remember the one day that hey, touch slipped out. I mean, he was talking to me. He was just like so on and so forth. He was like, "Yeah, but you, you talk white." Jay heard that. He heard it, and he was like, "Get the fuck out of the kitchen!" Word. Right? Kicked him, kicked him the fuck out of the kitchen. He goes, he speaks like an intelligent grown man. He was like, "There's no such thing as speaking as if you were one color or another." He's like, "You could be, you could speak prominently, and you could speak intelligently, or you could speak like an idiot, or you could speak simply." He was like. But there's no color behind the words. He's like, you could you could read a whole book. He's like, if Alexander Dumas wrote a book, would you be able to tell if he was black or white from it? The man that wrote Three Musketeers mm-hmm. is a black mm-hmm. man. He's one of the first black people to publish books ever. People didn't even know he was black until 100 Alex years Andy after his death. didn't know he was black. Yeah, it was another, no, you know what I mean? the wrong way. <laughs> like, there's, there's no, like, there's, that's a big discrimination in the community. I have a friend like who, who's one of those firm believers, she's Spanish. Mm-hmm. And she's one of those firm believers that she's not black because she doesn't believe in the original seed. And then her mom did the ancestry DNA thing, and it came back that she is South Bantu African. And I fucking died. <laughs> I was in a room like, oh, you got fucking nigga. You got nigga, right? So, does anyone have like that urge? To try the ancestry thing, mm-hmm. no. I'm going mm-hmm. to as soon as I get my first paycheck. Oh, probably, why? Probably beginning for I want to no no not ancestry. I want to do the X twenty three thing. The well, in general, they're predominantly yeah. the same thing. Why? But I want to try. I just want to. Why? I, you know why? I think it's mainly because I don't know who my dad is. Do you want to know? Yeah. Go find him. What does that have to do? Where, where's where you know. came from? Nigga, don't do nobody know. It's good to know. Me, I like to be informative. We all come from shit. Africa. <laughs> now, I want to give my DNA to somebody I, I don't know. know. Nigga, I came from, my daddy's nuts. My daddy came from You know that. Supposedly. And we know. It's I want to know because I did my family tree and it was only able to go back so far because we can't find information past my grandfather on that's, my dad's side. That's like all black people. Though. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> it's because nobody knows his real name. That's a lot of, yeah. And no one knows his birth year or death year. Yeah. So without those two pieces of information, you cannot find his family. Now, I, I can understand. I don't know who my dad is. I can understand. There's people that I feel easily connected to. Mm-hmm. That's see, To look for the, the that loose That are ends. not my kind. Yes. And music and food and just life in general there i i've noticed i'm very i'm i'm black but i'm not that black 
So I would like to do my DNA because I would like to know. And I'm really hoping that there's some Jamaican in there. Sweetheart, we're, oh, shit. we're all black. We're, no, no, no. we're all part of a certain yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I consider it? I, I consider I'm us pretty sure be... Africa's in there somewhere. Yeah. It has oh, to yeah. be. But, yeah. but it's, it's, it's not a, what I'm looking we're for. We're just a primary of something, I believe. I, yes. just, mm-hmm. I think yes. we're just a primary. Absolutely. That's about it. Yes. Um, I've learned that that even I used to tease the Rican kids when they used to be like, oh, I'm not fucking black. I'm not no nigga. Nigga, yeah, you Everybody, is, nigga. You, you got this jungle fever somewhere up in them, mira, mira, mira bones. I'm like, something about you. You black. You got big dick. You black. You got that booty in them tetas. You black. I was like, you just don't know it yet. You got some nappy no. head too. And they used to hate that shit. And it's just, you're just they a primary something because one of the things I also picked up when you go back to the language about how somebody say, oh, you talk white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I'm with my black friends, Marie, she talk white. When I'm with my white friends, oh, that's our black friend that talks black and ghetto as fuck. When I'm with Ricans, yeah, I'm like more than, oh, he talk black as fuck. That's just how it is. Yeah. Because it's more yeah. so to say who he is. Go back to his base nationality. But know. when I'm around white people, and sh- you got to understand, being the only black person at a white job, all the I, fucking time. I, all the time. Oh, man, you Every don't talk job. like most black I've been people. Since that would make me mad. Like that would look, I got I got into I'm fights in prison dude. about that though. I'm a big black dude. <laughs> With black people, like you would say I talk white, you're gonna get knocked the fuck out. Like I don't care who you are. I don't like that. <laughs> like that, that would make me mad. But, but like most of the white, white terminology is a soft voice, a soft, subtle, well spoken voice. Because of how they grew up in a white neighborhood. Yeah. So you gotta understand the context of it before you just before you can say, Oh man, that's not right to say you talk white. Yeah. Most niggas if you take ten people from the hood. One or possibly two of them are going to be well spoken. Most of them are going to talk go. like that. That'd be great. If, as long as you say well spoken, so that makes the you know whole thing a little bit better. Because yeah. it's, it's not <laughs> it's how good people talk. It's an infliction. Now that yeah, true. That. Absolutely. Yeah, your intonation, your matters. intonation, and your infliction has everything yeah, but, to do with it. But again, that's I. The reason I don't like people saying that you're talking white just based on your intonation is because every culture has that. Yes. You can go to Africa, and depending on what part of the continent you're going to. People speak differently. Dialects are different. Yeah, dialects Some dialects are different yeah, than others. Africa is not one big country. That's a continent. It's a continent. Yeah, but, but again, different countries. Even if you go into a country, yeah. there is still breaking. It is. Yeah. Still breaking yeah, there's down. This is. Yeah, I would say there's, oh this God. is this is one country. I could tell you five people from the same place, same country that speak completely. Do you ever? I, you've been to the south. We can you can't walk around this goddamn right thing. <laughs> We're yeah. saying to you, or like people from California, like they have a like almost a slow beginning to their intonation it's just yeah. a slower start to their speech it just they pause a lot too that's another weird thing have you people ever been to another part of another this country and people can tell where you're from like yes. i didn't realize i had a yes. pennsylvania accent yes. apparently i have a Absolutely. pennsylvania accent yep, yes. me. Yep. and yes. it happens that's what i mean there's no real it's, separation between what your actual accent is it's not based on the color it's based on your intonation it's been uh-huh. uh, based on your dialect it's based on your intellect I heard um, that a lot when I was in North Carolina. Oh, you from up north, aren't you? Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, I hear that all the time. In Georgia, I, would, I would always hear that. Georgia. You ain't from around here. You ain't from around here. No, I'm not. But you could tell by the slang and the words. Certain yeah, words how to pronounce. Yes. Oh, chill out, Yank. Calm down, I mean, Yank. They can tell you by your work ethic, too. The crazy part yes. was in North Carolina, the only people I met was the tables I served. Really? 
Yeah. Huh. But you could pick now. You could pick that up. I easy. met some of the homeless people because I was homeless down there. Well, but like, for well, the we can tell part, because just, just because we're from here. So if you don't, if we don't hear them same tones we normally hear, man, you're not from around here, are you? I had this one guy You can tell there, New Yorkers. Oh, I used to want to punch him in his throat. Hmm? I used to want to punch this one guy in his throat. Because hmm. he had like the grills and he was dirty. Oh, the draw was real big tail and dirty stuff. Oh. Oh. Super trip. Denzel Washington. Here, they, they, call they call that trill. Here, Brittany go with her sinditty self. They call that trill. They call me sinditty. Ooh. Sinditty. I'd have been in a fight. Brittany, Denise, Lee, sinditty. Um... All right, folks, we're going to take a really quick break and we're going to come back and try to figure out what makes us black. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back again in all respect to Black History Month, although we are black all year round. <laughs> it's the shortest month too. Ain't that about a bit? Right. It's the shortest. Month. <laughs> Stay in <laughs> The question on the table is: When did you first realize that you were black? Uh, I gave a little bit of a sentiment to my friends here by saying um, an old anecdote that my grandmother used to say is that she grew up very poor, but she never realized she was poor until other people told her she was. So I understand that to a degree when people say, when did you first realize that you were black? There are, again, I'm the light skinned kid, but there were times where hanging around certain people or being in certain neighborhoods or being in certain schools, it was pretty obvious that I was the colored kid. I was mm -hmm. the Hispanic kid in the room or the black kid in the room because everyone else around me was white or they expected me to act a certain way or they started to act a certain way around me. It's it's kind of funny, but like there's a meme where like it's a whole white family in a car and they're all turned around to look at the back seat. And the meme says, like, when you're the only black person in the car and a rap song comes on, all the white <laughs> people look at you. Right. It's, it's true. Is wrong? he gonna say it? Oh, yeah. I wanted to say it. Is he gonna say it? If you see it, it's cool. Be <laughs> yeah. The N word comes on in a song and everyone looks at you to see if it's okay. Mm -hmm. So I understand it when people ask you, like, when's the first time you felt like you were black? Mm -hmm. I get it. I know when. Like I said before, I realized it in '99 when I moved to Harrisburg, being around black people there. How I knew was the culture I got exposed to. Roller skating, which I did mightily of, you know, when I was a kid at Junior Skate Away. Uh, step dancing, black, black, all black school versus all black school cheerleaders, yeah. step shows, how they perform, football games, the marching up and down the city, the African shows at Reservoir Park in Harrisburg. I've never experienced that. Everything I experienced was Hispanic. And then to see that, I felt the love for it. People mm -hmm. from Baltimore used to come up. Philly, Coltsville. The only thing I knew that was black in Reading in a sense, but I still was young and still naive about it, was Edgar Stills Day and still don't know what the fuck Edgar Stills Day is. I used to know the history I on him. Edgar I can't remember what it was. But, but yeah, besides that, it was being in Harrisburg, doing black things with black people. Oh, no, we do this. Holy shit. And I yeah. felt the connection because I instantly loved it. Not like, I 
loved it. Being dark skinned was so cool. And, and growing up in Reading, I guess in a sense, maybe it was just, I think, I personally think it's different. I found the difference between, between blacks, black women and Hispanic women. Because Hispanic women, for some reason, I guess out here, love to tell a motherfucker you're like a brother to me. You're okay. <laughs> you're just a friend. But the second I moved to Harrisburg, man, I haven't seen a barber in like a month. Bla- beautiful black women. Your complexion, too, because your complexion is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Will come up to me and I'm in a dirty vest at working at Gabriel Brothers. You look sexy. I want fuck. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> huh? And I'm like dumbfounded. My, my manager looking at me, huh? <laughs> and they're just like, you're sexy. And I got it constantly, yeah. no matter where I was at. And it was just beautiful seeing black people. Everywhere. All you've seen was black and white. I think the Hispanics had like a little block or two in the city of Harrisburg. That was it. I, I tried to hang around them, and they was just like, no, they came from out of town trying to make their own thing. But that's when I knew I was black. Like, it just it just sunk in. So coming back to Reading, it was like, oh, yeah, you could tell this shit's reeking. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we don't belong here. I don't think I ever had the realization that I was black, but I knew I wasn't everything else. I grew up on the south side of Reading, and down there, there was like, there were festivals for everybody else. There was an Italian festival. There was a Greek festival. Yep. There was this and this and that. I never went to anything. So I'm like, where the fuck's my day? Where's our shit? We had Edgar Steele's for a little while. Or Medgar. I think it's Medgar Steele. Medgar Steele. We had it for a little while. And then um, one year, because I was there for it, I was actually like right in front of it. There was a really bad accident. One of the four wheelers like ran into a little girl. And that was like the end of the parade. So it never happened ever again. So now here we are. It's 2020 damn near. And we still don't have anything. We don't have an African Pride Festival. Oh. I can walk to work all summer long and I can see five other festivals going on for everybody else. But our culture still doesn't have anything predominant in our city. Even the the Hispanic festival has kind of dwindled down a little bit. It's gotten much smaller and much. I don't know. I'd have to say growing up, I guess I always knew I you always know what you are to 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 an extent. You know what's in your but, household. Right. Yeah. Growing up elementary school. I got picked on by the black girls mostly. So that didn't make me feel black. Um, in middle school, I got picked on by pretty much everybody. Same, so same. that didn't make me feel black. Um, high school, I got along with the white kids. I had classes since elementary school with only white kids. So the black kids didn't like me any fucking ways because I hung out with the White kids, kids. Yeah, who now you, to, you out even I went to school I went to class with the kids who went to Northeast for middle school and yeah. they, that was the predominant school for us it oh, still yeah, is the predominant school for us so those were the kids I hung out with in high school was Northeast it wasn't until I applied for a job at Manor Care and on the phone I did my application that was fine attached my resume to it on the phone now mind you i'm 18 but i have a resume because i've been working since i was 14 as most people in the industry i get the phone call Mm -hmm. talking to the person that i need to be talking to Mm -hmm. everything is great when i tell you this person is so enthusiastic i knew i had this job i knew i had it in the fucking bag i knew i didn't need to do nothing fancy like i knew this job was fucking minds regardless and then you showed up for an interview and then i showed up for the fucking interview and I'm, I check in, 
sitting there. It's me. There's a white girl, a white guy, and somebody else. He does the other two interviews. Then he comes out and he looks at the paper and he looks at the white girl and says, Brittany Lee, face That's so mine. happy. I've been named. So been fucking named. happy. That's, I've never I'm seen a it. white man's face so happy in my fucking life. So happy. And she was like, no. Oh. <laughs> Real hood, first of all. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Because we're young. I mean, yeah, yeah. so we're sassy. And she was like, no. And I was like, That's me, actually. Pleasure to meet you. And he looked at the paper. Drained. He looked at my face. Yo, the immediate fucking red that came to his face mm-hmm. broke my heart and I wanted to cry right there. Like I knew I didn't have the job. Damn. I knew from that very moment in my heart that I did not have the job. Everything from here was just a spectacle. I'm sorry that had to happen. We sat like in the that. interview. He didn't look at me once. Oh, he didn't smile. He asked questions, barely answered, barely listened mm-hmm. to my answers. When you interview That's someone, you up. usually have questions off of their answers eventually. Nothing. It was literally just. It was a formality. Mm-hmm. We all. We were all. He born was in. so disappointed that the person on that paper did not match what he was expecting to receive. Can I spill something in real quick? Hmm. Um, uh, I know exactly where you're coming from with that, because even you know losing job after job after job, I have a tendency. To put on my, I don't know how to say this, but put on my white voice in a sense. Yo, <laughs> well, I'm on the phone. I, have, I, I only Your speak with a white voice. Customer service voice. It's customer, customer service, service voice. Yes, absolutely. Customer service voice. Yes. <laughs> and one of the biggest. Steve things, Rogers here. Pleasure to meet you. Plenty of interviews. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of interviews I've had, and all they did was ask me, "Why didn't it last at this job? Why didn't it last at this job?" But none of that was answered over the phone. Everything was, "Oh man, you sound, you sound so great!" And come on, you just do it. Yeah. As soon as I call about a job, hello, how you doing? I'm Maurice. I'm calling in regards to the position of uh, warehouse and uh, shipping and receiving. Everything's and then, great. And everything is good. Yeah, I just was inquiring about the position and wanted to know how much further information you needed or inquiring about it. I didn't receive a phone call or an email. So I'm just being proactive, trying to um, show that I want the effort and really looking forward to the position. Well, oh, yeah, I love that. We already had somebody, but I'm willing to put you through. Sure. Talk to the person. Seven interview. In. Yeah, and again, and then you walk through the in. door. And it's face to face. Interview. You can see their face. Oh, Maurice. Hey, here it comes. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, anyway. all the affirmation is gone. Yep. yep. Not just because you're black, but just because you're also like seven fucking feet tall. They were expecting that shit. When you were so you go from you go from being the guy they thought on the phone to being the My big thoughts. black lie in the room, and that <laughs> just know, takes you, over. You know what I remind myself obstacle. of when I talk like that? Hmm. The movie The Blind Side. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The big nigga. Oh, he's so sweet. Mm-hmm. But I expected him to be a little bit more niggerish. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And it's just like I, I feel like, like that word. Just doing that to white people. I I apologize for saying that. Actually, I fucking don't. No, you don't. I hate apologizing. I'm tired of apologizing. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, Again, I've never been in a position where I felt like something was going wrong because I was a person of color. I have. But (laughs) when I moved to Philadelphia... Oh, man. (laughs) Every fucking thing changed for me. How so? It's black as fuck. Oh, yeah. No, no. No, it's not. One, I'm I'm light-skinned. I've been robbed out of Philadelphia. Right, yeah. (laughs) One, I'm light-skinned. Yep. Two, it's Philadelphia where things are being a little more progressive than you are like in a place like Reading. 
I'm at the point now where when I go for a job interview, I don't take out piercings. I show tattoos. Yep. One of my best jobs I've ever had. I walked in there with like a sweater on. I had dreads at the time. I had nose piercings and tattoos. Okay, your dreads. And I was just right. me. <laughs> All right. And in Philadelphia, I could accommodate myself more than having to worry about accommodating the person doing the interview. Mm. You, you can't do that in Reading. If I go for an interview in Reading, I got I got I got to put on a tie. I got to pull it up so no, the tattoos no, no, don't okay, show. That's false. Because what? Well, well, no, no. I mean, depending I on where I'm going. I apologize. Yeah, depending on where you're going, mm-hmm. I I don't do that. Man, I just went to the barber at three o'clock today, so yeah. this shit was oh, not I looking do. sexy. I for put months. on my shoes. And I guess break what? out my black pants. I break out my yeah. blouses. Yeah, I still got an interview at that Morgan shit, and yeah. then I just had an interview for the job I got now without the haircut. Just jean, just some some pants, some steel toe boots. Cause I'm knowing walking in a warehouse in a fucking t-shirt yeah. and a goddamn hoodie with a fitted cap on at the interview. But again, okay. but that's, you know that's a warehouse. I'm position. very well spoken. Yeah. You know I talk I, yeah. about the position and I'm outgoing. Do you know so that I won't go to an interview with Weaving? Really? really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Right. I w- kind of would have expected ready. the opposite of that. Yo, God's hats off. <laughs> For real, bro. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I just went to my first interview with Weavin last year at Texas Roadhouse. Wow. Mm. Because I feel like when I when I go for a job, I'm me. Mm-hmm. I want you to meet me. Yeah, because my point. this yeah. is me. It's the only way you're gonna accept me, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I slowly ease in to the hair because it's a shocker. I still have people who fucking pet me when I come in with my hair done. Oh, it really? looks so great. Oh, I fucking punch people in their mouth touching Ooh. my fucking head. And my oh, nose goes out like this big. You know, um, and they're all like, oh, it's so great. I'm just like, thank you. You're like, my inner niggas want to kick in your chest like you're in Sparta, bitch. I told them. I let them know. We have a very, a very humble relationship. I teach them slang. The one girl I just taught her how to use the, how they use the terminology, a grip. Oh yeah, and then she told me she'd see me in a couple grips. I know what she meant. I knew what she meant. That was okay, but they still, though, they're getting past it. I explained to them the Annalise um, episode of How to Get Away with Murder mm-hmm. when the lady came in and touched her hair and she flipped on her and told her, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and the lady came in the next day and was like, "She didn't know it was such a." A full paw. Yeah, um, that's a black thing. Do not touch a black thing. So the one girl's Jessica. I said, "You're not supposed to pet me." My grandma said, "I'm not allowed to comb my hair. I have to fluff my hair." Mm-hmm. So now she doesn't pet me when she comes in and my hair is new. She'll say, "Oh, Brittany, yes, mm-hmm. it looks great." Um, educate. So is- when you educate people, <laughs> ignorant motherfuckers. When you educate people, instead of being offended. Mm-hmm by what a faux pas is, educate them because they don't know that it's a fucking faux pas. Mm-hmm. That's why they're doing it. I just didn't know it was okay to touch another motherfucker. They, they would have... Uh, that's how I grew cultures up. cultures it is. Yeah, that's how I grew up. That's how white girls people. are very much... Oh, hi, my in, in the, yeah. We're very... We are so touchy. Oh, my God. Being... In the, in being okay. <laughs> yeah, but we school, insult to say hi. In the school... Hey, bitch. Yes. yes. Yeah. In nigga. The, in well, the school... And the school one of my best friends went to, he's a white kid, he went to like a pretty predominantly black school. He was like, they would have announcements on the intercom that would be like, the black students would please ask that you not touch their hands. <laughs> 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 a little 
disrespectful and very annoying. And he was just like, I knew from that past for the rest of my life, never to touch a white per- or black person's fucking hair for the rest of my fucking life. Uh, Brittany, I had a very similar story. I worked with a guy down at Spruce, probably one of the most intelligent black people I've ever met in my whole fucking life. But he was a bartender over there, and he was Maurice, very much so like yourself, but he was like, I know he went. He went to business school, so he's very upright. You know what I mean. He was, he was a nigga heart. So he's like six four. He's like two hundred fifty pounds, all muscle. I mean, all muscle. Okay, nigga, where you so help yourself to see? Big, 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 his name was his name was Jason Smith. Ugh. Jason Smith. Okay. He would tell me about his interviews, and it was the same the same story. He would he didn't even go so far as to tell me like how he felt in the interview. Like, yeah, I'll go in for an interview as like CFO for this one company, and they're like, Jason Smith, Jason Smith, they're like go to all white people, move, nigga, Jason Smith. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's uh, right over here. They're like, oh, make it sound like a character from Django. <laughs> it, it, I swear to God, I was just and when I first heard his name too, I was like. Sorry, what's your name? For real. Like, what's, what's your African name? What's your African name? No, no, no. What's, what's your, your black name? Yeah, what, what's your African name? I want to know, please. Is it Jason or Jason? <laughs> you, how, how you spell it? Is it an S or a Z? Is it a Z? Don't allow me to read. It was, it was Jason Smith. I could not believe it. Um, first time I experienced, I can't even really say realizing that I was black. I just experienced prejudice in this area. Mm-hmm. Or like separation. I mean, I always... I knew, I, was, I, I knew I was a black kid right away. I went to Catholic school where it was most like private Catholic school. I went to St. Joseph's. I was one of the last students to attend the St. Joseph's when it was in town on 9th Street. Oh, okay. You guys, no, are, you guys are from around here too. Yeah, I'm yeah, assuming you're yeah. all born and bred here too. Yeah. Um, I went there. My parents worked super hard to get me in there and they kept me in there for as long as I could. Um, I knew I was a black kid there. I knew I was a black kid growing up. I, Y'all were best of friends. No, I'm more or less. <laughs> I'm more or less. In, you're black. I'm black. <gasps> I didn't really see I didn't really see a connection or disconnection between any people no matter what it wasn't until I was 20 after I was probably about 21 young 21 year old me goes into a bar in Robizonia there's a fire company in Robizonia and I went in there it's the first time I went yes the first time I went in there you walked in by yourself is it weird that I mean I feel like that's a thing with fire companies like, I won't go out and hang out in fire companies because I feel like that's like a white people thing. I'll take no, you, no, no, I'll take hood, you up, a couple hood ones. I'll take you up to the BBFNA and then we'll go into the West Ride Fire Company. Delicious. I just it's don't like to, I don't like to walk yeah, in yeah, that that by You gotta be okay yeah. with smoking fun. cigarettes. Yeah. I feel like I have to go yes, in with absolutely. someone that's white. Um, I don't know what it is. I, like I said, those I, that one was always chill. But mm. I walked into this one and 21 year old me was way different me than than you see in front of you. I was a fighter then. <laughs> I was I was a martial artist. So like I take shit from nobody. But I wasn't exactly trying to get arrested all the time because I know that's what the fuck is gonna happen when you're Rob Zone and you're a black person. Yeah. I've been in jail for being the white person that beat or being the black person that beat up on a white person before already. So that's the presense. I go into this bar, I swear to God it was like a fucking movie. I walked into the bar. It was like the mute. They cut the music. <laughs> they cut the, the record scratch. Yeah, like they cut the music. It was like it was karaoke. You, know, like, how, you got words in front of you. Stop, man. Like I walked in and it, everybody and everybody looked. That was what really that really freaked me out. I was like, oh. <laughs> Let's go up here. Walked over to the bar. You can hear my footsteps going up to the bar. I was like, oh, all right, all right, cool. Uh, I have a Windsor water, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> right? And nobody ever expects a black person to order a Windsor and water. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean Henny so, and Coke? What? No, I meant a Windsor and water. <laughs> 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 they gave me my two. I had my drink 
the whole fucking bar stayed quiet until I finished my drink, got the fuck up, and promptly got out of there because I didn't want to have to hurt anybody. But that was probably the time where I felt like there was the biggest disconnection between me because of my color. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I was a very big infliction on all that was going on. I was like, like I said, I walked into a bar. I walked into plenty of bars at that point. I worked at a bar. <laughs> I got arrested just for being black before. After I, I got punched in the face by a seventy-five-year-old woman. Oh my god! I was seven. I was eighteen. Oh my god! And I was at my friend's house, and they were Spanish, obviously, because that's all we had. They would have they took me and, to jail for killing that woman. <laughs> and we're dancing around the house, and Rosalia's probably cleaning or something. But Angelica's outside. She's on the phone. She's having a conversation, and all of a sudden, I hear her arguing. But with who? I have no idea. I go outside. She's arguing with the old lady that lives across the street. Angelica, why are you yelling at this old lady? She's an old lady. And she's yelling at her. Oh, fuck you. That's my friend. Blah, 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 blah. And the lady's yelling. So what is going on? What the fuck is happening? And nobody's telling me anything. So I go in the middle. And now I know the old lady across the street doesn't speak any English. Okay. So I go in the middle and I'm like, perate, perate, perate. Ooh, Do you know that this lady punched me in my face with a hangmaker? Mm-hmm. Brought it back. back from Puerto Rico. Oh my God! This bitch punched me in my oh, motherfucking yeah. face so hard, I thought I got hit by a dude. And I looked at her, and I looked at Angelica, and then I just fucking screamed, and then I just started to attack her. And then Rosalia called the cops. Do you know that they arrested me because they didn't believe that she hit me first because she had golf balls on her face? It was one golf ball. But because she had a bruise and but I didn't. Did your friends tell that? Yes. I they asked who did the call Brittany. come from. The call but, came I mean, from us. But at we that point, who, who do you think cops were going to believe? A 75-year-old woman called the cops. or an 18-year-old said, black woman? And it was all because the lady who did not automatically like assumptions I was speaking have and singing attitude. Spanish. And she was out there saying about me that I didn't know, unbeknownst to me. If she want to talk Puerto Rican, I'm a teacher Puerto Rican. Wow. Bitch punched me right in my motherfucking face. Mm. I spent popped the whole abscess. I spent nine months in a prison for a very, very similar, very similar thing. Uh, when mm. I when I got arrested, it was uh, I was eighteen years old. I was working over at Charlie Brown's back when it was over in Why Missing. You remember that when it was right next to the borders? Yeah. Yeah. I was working there. Uh, I got off of work, went over to go buy books. Real shit. <laughs> went over to go get an H.P. Lovecraft book. Got out with my book. Happy as fuck. This white dude and this white lady are arguing outside, right? They're going at it. It seems like something I really wouldn't care about anyway. I don't really like people, so I don't give a fuck what they're doing. This guy rocks her. I'm talking, he hit the fuck out of her. She went down. Back. I went over, big shove up against the car. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you, right? He goes to swing at me. I didn't take that kind of shit. Now, I was already trained to fuck people up, so... I fucked him up. <laughs> I fucked him up. To save, to save the story, he had to go to the hospital for a long time. So, the cops came, saw him on the ground, her crying, and immediately arrested me. Now, go to court, no witnesses had shown up. It was her word against mine. She pled the fifth. I go to jail for eight months. 
all I did was try to help somebody out. <laughs> yeah. So very similar, like cops right away, gun strain on me. I, just I was like, whoa, hey, I, nope, wasn't me. Wasn't me that fucking, I didn't hit her. <laughs> I just hit him. They're like, oh no, you probably did both of them. I was like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I wanted to help always, her. It doesn't always pay to be the black person helping somebody no, out. I never, got demoted at work really, for helping somebody out. Fuck. For sticking up for somebody who was being disrespected. Mm-hmm. And I got demoted because I reacted the wrong way. That's some bullshit. That just happened at me at my job. At the job <laughs> that I got fired It's always my from. reaction. Yeah. I feel as though, what about their actions? What about their no, no. equal and opposite action? That guy made the cause the reaction. Isaac heard that shit. He it's heard the equal, right? I had. I got cursed at. I got, what the fuck are you doing here? Get the fuck oh, out of here. I heard that one. And then all I did was just go, all right, well, I ain't going to be too many more of that. Mm-hmm. You better get him. You better get him now. That was it. And they were like, the women in the office were scared you were going to fight. We're going to send you both home to cool down. No, he needs to cool down. I got tired of it because it's been three days. No, no, no. We're going to send you both home. Wait, what? And the first thing I said to myself, and people always say, why do black people go to race? Why do black people always pull up? You know, I'm black. It's because that's what it is 90% of the Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. 90% of the time. If I'm the only black guy there, that says enough. If I'm the second minority there. It speaks volumes when you're the only yeah, black person the in a place that speaks. Because ultimately, speak it doesn't matter. You might be black and the other person might be the aggressor. But just because you're black, everyone you're around you is going to take you as being the more aggressive. You know, what it, yes. you know what it makes it even worse? Predominantly, like that's just. No one I'm is. a goofball. No one I'm nice. No one I'm respectful. I'm a goofball. I'm funny. And I'm outgoing. The second they heard me mad, big black motherfucker. Yeah, it's all they That's see. All they heard. They don't have. Uh, they could, they could know you for years. <laughs> one yeah. thing you didn't hear when I even talked to HR, you didn't even hear it, was when I went to the women. Hey, look, I'm the senior VP of the company underneath the, the president, the owner, whatever. He and I'm just like, hey, look, look. I just want to let you know, I'm sorry if I said anything. I don't believe I cursed or yelled or anything, but if I did. I'm sorry. She was like, man, Maurice, you're fine. Tim standing, man, Maurice, you're good. You're always good in my book. Oh, okay. And then I go to the other late young lady and apologize to her. She was already didn't like, you know, me, but hey, it is. That's her loss. All right. One more quick break and we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and we're going to switch it up a little bit. Um, I wanted to talk about black influences, some of the people that made you feel prideful for being a black person, some people that inspired you or you feel like inspired the black community. I wanted to go around the room, and I know we all picked a few beforehand. We're kind of forever! Forever! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you got to say it with some bass. You are not yeah. going to go <laughs> um, light skin, light like, skin, nigga. I ain't in Baku. You can't take that parking shit somewhere else. <laughs> nigga, I don't know. <laughs> you probably on the outside of Wakanda. I'm skinny and light skin. <laughs> I was a farmer he in Wakanda. He's in the suburbia, you know. For real. No, he's in the downtown world. Wakanda got suburbia. Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. They're Wakanda ish. Um, I mean, I've already put it out there like a thousand times that watching Black Panther was a pivotal moment for me in like my personal black history. Okay. But I have to give a very special kind of thank you to people like Jordan Peele 
who are wow. stepping up and Good. pushing some boundaries yes. Yes. where they're starting to tell the stories that we as the people of color, as our community, we already have these thoughts. We already know these stories, but no one's actually telling them out loud, mm-hmm. let alone mm-hmm. showing them in a movie theater. We can sit around a table as you know people of color and talk about things like, uh, what was the movie he did? Uh, Get Out. Yeah, like Get Out. The ending of Get Out was that. probably like the most, dude, that blew my mind. I could not believe oh, yeah. that. Red that white motherfucker sit like this. Yo, I swear to God. I swear to God. Everybody, every, every like CFO and CEO was just like, nah, we're not going to go with that ending. He slipped that motherfucker yeah. in there and finished the movie. Okay, that was not supposed that, to end yeah. that way. That was one of those things where, I, again, I as a person it. of color, I was like, as soon as that car caught, uh, thank you. Top car pulled up. I was like, fuck, this nigga's going, going to jail. jail. This nigga's going to jail for this shit. See, I have to say that my my Black Pride movie is Serafina. That's a good movie. Oh, Whoopi Goldberg. That's my movie. Did I see that? It's Serafina. It, it's one of the first like predominantly it's, black it's old. musical. <laughs> Okay, I'm it's have sort of a musical, oh. but not really. Serafina and Karina Karina. Karina Karina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a big Whoopi fan, uh. obviously. She was very she, influential. Yeah. My God, she was. She's a yes man. She, was, she was famous, and she was awesome, and everybody loved her, and she had ugly hair. That no, she was just ugly, period. Okay. She was a Nobody asked you to take it that far. Nobody asked you to take it but that you far. Have to give her that. But I had ugly hair, and she had ugly hair, so I was connecting. But you, had you know no, what? You know what I'm not ugly about her? though. <laughs> she, you gotta understand. She had ugly. She had ugly in a sense. Ugly black hair. She was ugly and she was black black. And we still loved her. She, she was, was still. Black. She was still yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. That that says yeah. something. Yeah. You she know what? Looking her. back on like my childhood, a lot of her movies were like the most influential like parts movies. of. Mm-hmm. I mean, Black History. The color purple. Yes. yes, just because it's the fucking color purple, and yeah. you can't deny it. But. Serafina mm-hmm. was there. Uh, the movie where she was the, the burglar. Karina Karina was, was there. Slept on. Yes, oh, totally like was. The, totally the, was. The message behind you ever see, it. Uh, what's the movie with on. her and Neil Patrick Harris? Oh, where she's like, oh, his, I forget uh, that one. one. Clara, Clara's Heart. Clara's, Clara's Heart. Great yes. movie. I remember. Again, it was one of those things where they were kind of sneaking in the idea of what it's like to be a black woman in a white society. They mm-hmm. snuck it in there and it was a really like lighthearted story. But at the same time, for us at that period of time, it was one of the first times we ever got to see a black woman yes. be a strong black character yes. and be in a predominantly white neighborhood slash family where she was still coming out on top and she was still the successful one that people, everyone kind of flocked to when yeah. things were going wrong. She was the one that actually helped the situation instead of hurting it. All right. So those are good. Both and she was like that in a lot of movies. Those are yes. both really good picks. Jordan Peele and Whoopi yes. Goldberg are both really good picks. Jumping oh, Jack Flash. Oh, shit. She was oh, yeah. the only black woman. Wow. And she saved like five white dudes. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Jumping Jack Flash is the original fucking Black Panther. Oh, shit. I want to go, God. Oh, God. Dude, don't. Black woman working in a bank, the only black woman in the whole goddamn company that everyone got down on. The worst. Not only did she jump out and save a white dude, she saved a white British CIA agent. Yep. Yeah. She thwarted, Wakanda forever, she, she motherfucker. She thwarts an evil player by her goddamn self. Go ahead. I would have to say, uh, movie-wise, I'm pretty much going to lead towards Black Panther. I mean, if you're, if you're just talking African-American as influential to me in the community, it's it's still the same. It's still less yeah. brown motivation-wise. And, and, and Angela Rye, just because of what she does yeah. for the black community, how, how well-spoken she is, uh, uh, she really she's really take charge. 
And I, oh my, I forgot. I'm sorry. No disrespect. Sean King. Sean oh King. Oh my God. Stay getting yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah, Black yeah. America. Yes. And one of the one of the um, things I picked up the other day was because I still follow Kamala Harris. I don't know why on Instagram. <laughs> this happened a week ago. She just shared the other day. She just posted about these uh, 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 about the federal prison in Brooklyn about how they didn't have no electricity or power or heat for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. She just posted that. Sean King put that shit up over last week, Monday. She just posted it the other day. So it allows me to know that you're running for president, but you didn't pick this up. Mm-hmm. You didn't see When this? it happened? Yeah, you didn't pick it up when it happened. And let alone you post the video <laughs> that he posted a week so ago. So you're playing number. follower. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're playing mm-hmm. follower. But at the same time, there's so many influential people that just do for black people. It's like, part of me is like, I would love to be a part of that. I don't know where to start. Except for to inquire with you guys and see where I can start, but at the same time, it's it's just there are just so many people. I would say Black Panther, movie wise, is the most influential to his to be because it was based off a comic book and turned into something completely different. Yeah, you didn't go see Black Panther. It was Panther made so relevant because he was a hero. You went to go see Black Panther because mentally you had to try to understand where they came from. Mm-hmm. Even Killmonger was right. That's the thing that like me That's and Isaac have discussed yeah, this yeah, before. When, when, yeah, when Kanye was flipping out, I'm like, oh yeah, slavery was a choice. Killmonger was saying the same shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the exact same thing. He's like, and why people didn't think he was fucking crazy. They're like, oh man, well we can see where he's coming from. How the fuck are you not gonna understand where this dude's coming from saying the same fucking thing? It's because he's no, a celebrity. No, no, like, the reason being, the reason being, is because the choice of words. Oh yeah, that's true. Killmonger yeah. didn't say slavery was a choice. Killmonger was pretty much like, you need to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. and fight back. Well, think about yeah. There's plenty of black people that wanted to do that, and then there's plenty of black people that would have killed to do that. So if my wife and my kid are standing there, and that one white dude, we done killed all these white dudes, but the one is standing there with a rifle and a shotgun or a shotgun to my kid and my wife's head in a row so he could just hit one and kill the other. I'm going to freeze. I'm not going to do anything. Either we's free or we's dead. Either way, I'm not going to do anything. That's where you got to understand the, the differences were. Killmonger was right to, Think to about get the, back the, at the them. At the end of the movie, but when he the, was like, some of them jumped and some of them... Yeah, stayed. he was like, <laughs> throw me in the ocean with the rest, the rest of my of ancestors that, that knew that I'd rather have um death over servitude. Over um, servitude. Death was better Absolutely. than servitude. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I would have probably been the black dude back in the day to jump off the ship. I'd have been like, I love y'all, but I'm just gone. Mm-hmm. I'll die a slow death. I can't do this. Yeah, I'm the rebel. But that's because why I, I, I still love... don't understand why there was more of us than there was of them. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> thought that in the middle of the night, at some random day throughout just the 400 years, <laughs> I mean, those nobody things, they thought didn't about happen. stealing their guns and killing them but all you know in the, the middle best of the part night. About but that didn't you know what's the best part about that, it? No, no. My, my whole martial art is based on that. Capoeiristas, mm-hmm. they there was a rebellion all through Brazil. Yep. But at the that same time, happen. you had to remember that, that it doesn't matter. Brazil, but what what about it, hap- it happened here? America. No, it happened here. Oh, there's niggas down there. No, yeah. we, we escaped um, Brazil and came to America, and we started teaching capoeira. Also, is it? Is it is you know, I guess I was taught that. Probably me. <laughs> no. No, real quick. Hold on, let me finish real quick before I finish up. One of the things I just it just brought into my attention right now, just in this moment, the biggest thing of why slavery was a choice was because it shows you and tells you and it gives you the idea of the kindness of black people. We didn't want to kill you. We just wanted you to do what was right. 
You took the wrong choice. Black people didn't want to make the bad choice. We wanted to make the right choice. Hey, man, look, we, we shouldn't be slaves. Just free us. If black people all had that mentality, we'd have been no different from the white people. We'd have probably enslaved them. Honestly, we would have enslaved them. I wouldn't have made us any better. I can see that to an extent, but I'm not exactly against it either. No, no, but think about it. No, <laughs> but it, it, it's right. It wouldn't have made us any better. It wouldn't have. In retrospect, it wouldn't have. Just but like, at that time, I'd be one of those people like, no, at that time. At that time, even in today's age where we're more advanced, at that time, we were advanced enough to go, we're not going to stoop to your level. Just let us free. Just let us go. Not, you know, we're going to plot to kill these niggas, son, if we're in the same time and day. But back then, they were so advanced. We're, we're just like the same, similar to the same black people today. Now, when they go and low, like I said, we I go see that high. To a, I see that to a point. But after 400 years... Of your women being Wait. raped, your children being raped, forced to have babies that they don't really want to have. And that's a prime example of why a white person would get their ass beat for no African, reason just being When did white? those African women expect for their African men to stand up for them? Hmm. Hey, when I dated a black woman... You, know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, at, at what point... In 400 years, this is a long fucking time. In 400 years, you mean to tell me that not one band of men was strong enough or vigilant enough? Maybe they enough? beat us into the submission. Or, Maybe there was and, a and this is my thing that fought and we there, just never there heard were, because they were killed. There's there were, such a... I know when that turned. Green, think about Greenville. You guys know about that? I heard about Black Greenville. Wall Street. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. They, they fought. fought. That they was they fucking fought. Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> they died. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fucking yeah. history was expunged. There's still bullets in that mayor's office yeah. from when they were fighting. It's not to say we didn't fight. It's just they erased the fact that we did it. You know what I mean? And it, honestly, I'd rather to to an extent, I'd rather be the prideful people that said no, we're not going to do that. Dr. King taught us to not do that. Now I don't really like the Jesus thing that went behind it, but. I understand the fact he that he, forced he was that. that he was yeah. no yeah I could, it, his daddy was a fucking reverend he was a reverend but yeah. there was a pride to erase them there's still that same pride now even back then there's still a Black pride Panther with, there's, that. there's still there's still a pride to us that says no we do not have to be the same people no, as no. what we're facing we don't have to make a wrong we don't have to use a wrong to fight a wrong that's that's not how we get things done now at the same opposition. One of the people that I find to be one of the most influential black people in America, as far as like right now, it goes two of them. Um, I really like Aaron Magruder, the <laughs> illustrator who did uh, the Boondocks. Very, very, I th all of his work really spoke to me and he worked his did tail. Did you just see what I just sent you? He, uh, uh, he worked his tail off. He just started a new he Boondocks really uh, comic strip. Good. He did. Just he got, started. He, that means he, it's out. all his yeah. own. Um, he lost, that man lost everything. Oh yeah. They took everything from him. He still still finds a way to keep on sending his message out there. And that was it was influential. It means that we don't have to do certain things. Think about Riley. He's a, a ghetto bread capitalistic type of individual, but he's a little kid. He's not that. He just wants to put off that persona because that's what was that's what's given to him. That's yeah. that's his ammunition. You know what I mean? Or Huey, who's this intelligent political terrorist, you know what I mean? He's smart enough to be the person that changes things, but he doesn't want to change things. He just wants to send his message out there. He wants to make sure that people know what goes on. Um, <clears throat> Donald Glover is the other person. For the same reason that you said, 
Donald Glover is one of the only people I know that was this day and age is like fuck that. Is that the childish Gambino guy? Yes. yes oh my Gambino. god, I hate him. What? Why? Listen, what? really? Brittany. I hate that song. He's a cool guy. Oh, I mean, hating a song is one hating thing. A song. Listen, this man has been doing a lot for a long yes. time for the black community. Yes. Well, I don't know who he is. Okay. Please, and I don't know please. anything about him. I, I just know I that I hate this is America. <laughs> it's, it's a peril, that's a powerful message that was Probably the one white the that kids. was the song I can't hear the message came I can't hear the can message in a song can we talk to you about it here let me tell you I something. can't hear the message in a song because of the kids okay so when, I don't I don't hear the message in this is America look, please, it has a nice yeah. beat please look it up but as much as I've listened to it I do not hear the message in it. I Please. can't get past his clothing in the video. Uh, yeah. I can't get past. There's a reason. It was there. Yeah, it had to do a lot with slavery. Did yes. you know that? The imagery no, of that. I can't imagery? watch it. I can't. Yeah. I haven't watched the whole um, thing. Like I can't get, get past the kids on Musically, and all, yeah. I just can't get past all the. All the social media. It was a jab at the kids saying, it. hey, somebody could get murdered, but all you cared about was the new Drake the new dance, dance that came yeah. out the car, even though 12 black people got killed on the definition camera. Um, unarmed, it didn't do anything wrong. We're so quick to go. Hey, look over this yeah, thing. Look at what's going on over deflect. here. Hey, if if you have a chance to do it, don't watch the video. Watch don't an listen analysis. to the song. Read an analysis is on the web just based on that song alone. Look, so I much mean, imagery in that is based on black history and what has happened to us in there's America. There's YouTube videos of it. It's yes. amazing. Um, yeah. Donald Glover as a whole, he's an pretty, amazing, I've, I've amazing watched, I've watched this man come up as, as an actor. He was in film school and he was doing like little videos here and there. Just little funny things on like college humor way back in the day. Like 10 years ago. Ooh, college humor. I watched, I watched this man grow up to be a completely different person yeah. and fuel the black community for what it is. Five or it was six years ago. Six years ago, he was on a forum. What he said was, he goes, "Oh, I would love to be like somebody was like, oh, I'd love to see Donald Glover be Spider Man." There was a dude that was like, "That would be fucking disgusting. Nobody should ever pay Spider Man if they're not a fucking white person." This, this, and that. He was, and he freaked out. He was like, "Okay, so if I can't," he's like, "I now I want Michael Sarah to play fucking Shaft." <laughs> he was like, "I don't give a fuck." <laughs> he was, and he was, and he was in a standup. I have so, to ask the dumbest question ever, it. though: Is there any relation to? Hmm. The old cover. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. No. I don't think they are related. I have no, to ask. no, no. I don't think yeah. they are related. Okay. Um, but see, that's how much I don't know about him. Please. I only it's know. Okay. Please look. I mean, I literally know that. Yes, please look him up. Uh, like after after he said that, or after that dude said that, he took to the internet and he started working on his acting career. Last year, or it was the end of last year, they made that Spider-Man movie. You know that he co-wrote and directed it. See, into the Spider-Verse, that cartoon he movie? Was, yeah, he was spider I didn't watch it. Rotten Tomatoes gave that... Yeah. Th this is the only movie that's ever been it's on Rotten Tomatoes. the only Spider-Man movie I didn't go see. This is the only movie on Rotten Tomatoes to ever get 100%. It's a flawless film. Yep, a flawless film. This man took something that somebody said that was hateful and turned it into a reality, and he made the world love it. And, and because of him, no, you also left out the most important part. He also because <laughs> of him, he created it. Yes. Because when he was on another TV show, yes. he woke up out of his bed like, and he had a Spider-Man shirt on when he went on the set. Mm -hmm. He had a Spider-Man shirt on. Mm -hmm. As him as Spider-Man, just to throw a little jab, like said, I couldn't do it. Here so, yeah. we go. Mm -hmm. He basically and that's told, how it started. He so told Race America, Morales, "Fuck that," <laughs> which incorporated the black father <laughs> and the, the Spanish Hispanic mother. mother. There yep. can be there can be change. You he, know what the thing is? I think things. for the black community or just people of color in general, mm -hmm. we often need that. 
Yes. We need the naysayers. We need the haters to be there to push us so well hard said, well that said. we have to do something. I mean, fuck, well where, where would I We love proving a fucking point. Like, this we love true. being able to That's say, why I'm going to sue that I job. Did that. I I'm going to sue you. that job because, yeah, motherfucker, yeah. you're going to say that I just, oh, I didn't do shit wrong. Gotcha, bitch. That's my point. But I don't need a dime. Always, always gotcha, look at bitch. it as let, let that fuel the fire of inspiration before entitlement. Most definitely. Let us not feel entitled for what we didn't have or how we were treated. Let it inspire us to do better things. Break the idea. Mm. Tear down the system. That's why I wish that we taught more things like Black Wall Street. I wish we taught that I in studied school that to for show years, what man, we are capable of doing, of doing. Even if it gets taken from us or gets forced away from what? us, it was still a possibility. Black Wall Street made more money than any individual city in America yeah. in one year. Which is why <laughs> they took it away. <laughs> in one year. There are so Poor many things. People. I mean, if you look at, uh, as silly as this is to say, but those TV shows like, um, what are the, the four Good sharks time. or whatever that, what? no, shark the shark, shark Tank. Shark Tank, yeah. Look at the dude that created FUBU. Yeah. A predominantly black male with a Fortune 500 company to the point where now he's being sought after for his advice and his advice alone. This dude tours the country just telling you how to start your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got a couple black billionaires. Yeah. I think the first black billionaire was... uh, uh, What's the, the name? He just came out this... No, no. The first black millionaire was um, the woman. No, the woman... Oprah? Oprah? No, no, no. I was say, she's no, a tyrant, Oprah bro. Was the she's first a black fucking, billionaire. She's billionaire, a yes. Tyrant the first in this black country. <laughs> yeah. First female in this fucking country. Wasn't that oh, what's the name who Beyonce takes after? No, no, I'm talking a hundred years ago. She was the first black millionaire and the first woman millionaire. She created all the hair care products for the black community. Oh, I'm talking like hundred. CJ Walker. There yes. you go. There you go. Ooh, yes. You are a, ooh, this yes. is another one of those things. I'm on peace. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is over a hundred years ago, where wow. a time where they thought we couldn't do anything. Huge man. They this told us true. we couldn't do anything, and this woman this was like, true. "You know what? Watch me." I mean, come on, man. We invented refrigerated trucks. We yes, invented the lawnmower. Could ship peanut the food. Butter. <laughs> peanut yes. butter. Air yes. conditioning. Air, refrigeration. Air conditioner. Food Stop products. Like, the cell phone. The first. Like, I mean, just I'm, do you I'm know that it was a right black now. woman who yeah. was the first eye doctor that created the laparoscopic, um, the laparoscopic surgery and the tool that they use for the surgery? She's a. Uh, mm-hmm. A revolutionary optometrist. I forget her name. Yes, I, I can't remember her name. I did. I, I, I do too. kids night at work sometimes. And for February, we did who invented what for Black History mm-hmm. Month. And we had to go through the ice cream truck and the peanut butter and all this good stuff. Um, and I got to learn. Also, one of my, one of, one of my well, just for the show, um, my influential character is a black person, always somebody that I looked up to and inspired to be. And I met, like, I had friends that met him and I studied him for so many years. Uh, General Colin Powell. Mm. It's the yeah, first yeah, black about. fucking state secretary, secretary of defense. Like that was not a position. I was kind of wondering about that the other yeah. night at the State of the Union. I was like, oh, why is the military only black? I was like, man, where's Colin Powell when you need him? That's exactly <laughs> what I said to myself. <laughs> no, the TSA is all black people. Nigga, you can't go anywhere in this country without running into black people that are going to fuck you up. Doesn't matter who you are. You know what? I'm gonna take a quick back step in like that moment of where I felt proud to be black. Yeah. The night Barack Obama became president. Yo. Big change. Dude. I cried. Big change. Not yeah. only did I cry, 
But we were living in uh, Reisterstown, Maryland at the time. Ooh. The area around us is relatively like, mixed. Yeah. <laughs> but I stayed up for the first time. Like, normally, I don't really care too much about politics. But yeah. I stayed up until whatever it was, 11, 30, 12 yep. o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. till the moment they said that Barack Obama was president. And I heard all the screaming and the yelling and the gunshots yeah, and the too. fireworks. I was on 222 Climber Street. Dude, when that I sat on the front steps, South my arms time. crossed, just <laughs> crying my eyes <laughs> out. And at the time, I didn't even understand why. All I knew was there was a black president. You know how many black people I never have thought died I see? and never thought that that would ever happen? Ever. I well, thought like, about my brother, relatives. Yeah, that was, I'm like, man, y'all ain't never That was the first it. time I actually saw it? 95% of my community happy for the very same reasons. Yes, yeah, unified. You know, yeah, yeah, unified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter what of color it. anybody well, like, was. You know what's the last time? Everyone was black happy. Black Panther. CEO. It's the most recent. I can't. This is true. Honestly, the same thing. I lived at that time when he was declared president that night. I was on, I lived on South Third and Pine Street. My grandmother, which I really don't like, she was there and she, she's really old. (laughs) She's 85 years old. So she came through a lot of things. So she felt a pride that had, I hadn't seen in people before. But also, that was the only night I was on the South Side that I lived that the only night I ever lived on the south side and hear gunshots. I hear a single yeah. fucking bullet going there. That's dope. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> From the south side? That's dope. Yeah, yeah, that's I say, that says cotton. something. Because oh, there was yeah. probably two shots already tonight. Two shots more. 9-23, nigga. They shooting already. Again, for me, that's why I lean so much towards the entertainment value of things. I look at comic books and well, movies can, and music. That's a mess. You can because those are the things that unify message. us faster than anything else. Because it's a mess. It's a deep message that yeah. even if it's even if it's hidden with an undertone of the media that you choose, it's still there. Yeah. One last quick break and we're going to wrap this up because it is getting late. Ooh, all right. One last time in all respect for those that came before us, for those who are going to come after us, for Black History Month, just to end the show, words of advice for our children. Knowing everything that our families went through, that our ancestors went through, knowing the trials and tribul- tribulations that we went through growing up. What's the advice we give to our children? How do we teach them to not just be people of color, but to just be human, to just be good people? Don't fight a wrong with a wrong. Don't fight a wrong with a wrong. No, we don't teach them. We don't color. teach them hate. We don't teach them. There's hate only or one race. It's a human. It's a race. human race. My best friend says that you, to me all the time. Teach them not to hear color, not to see, see color. color. You teach them that you can be whatever you want to be, no matter what you are. My only difficulty with that. I want my children. I mean, my children are mixed. They're black, mm-hmm. white, Puerto Rican, Indian. Mm-hmm. I want them to acknowledge that to a degree. I don't want them to only see themselves as this, that, or the other. I don't want them to look at other people and only see this, that, and the other. But I also have difficulty because we're not white. We're not blonde hair and blue eyed. We are people of color. Mm-hmm. No matter what, they're going to be in a situation somewhere at some point in time where they are going to be the person of color in the room. Mm-hmm. Someone is going to look at them and only see black or only see Hispanic. 
I'm trying to figure out how to teach them to be comfortable with that, to not see it as ever being a negative, but also not to use it as some scapegoat where they think they need special treatment because of it. Not to feel entitled. I feel like it's letting them know. Yeah. Yeah, I can't it, let my it, little one know till he's it, older. It, he's it's, very it's letting them know. Like my, loving of everything. My kids yeah. saw me arrested by the cops before, so they've seen that. And my daughter didn't really understand why it was happening. And I had to explain to her, you sometimes because you are this color, people will be scared of you. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. automatically think that you're going to be mean to them. So don't be a mean person. Be a nice person be what they expect you not to be be of the better kind of us so that they can learn that we're not bad people there's just people who did bad things yes absolutely i say well said yeah very much so i don't have nothing to say after that no i say honestly in 50 years i don't think we'll have to worry about it no, they could all these be kids now it's, don't it's, see color at no, all. It's in oh, like man. 24, 26 years. By 2043, it's great. In, in, 50, 2044, in 50 years, there will be completely be mixed. mixed. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, we just have to get them through the next two generations. Right. Yeah. Honestly, the, for this to stop. We just have to get them past Trump. We just have to get to, yeah, we hit, well, I mean. No backhanded comments. No, no, no. <laughs> that's that's okay. remember it. We get have them to 2023, 2024. And make sure they know. By that date. They white people can we have, have a accumulated. Absolutely. We will, we will. The next Absolutely. time, the next term up. I don't see a goddamn problem with um, that. <laughs> it might be a Spanish one before. No, no, no. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is damn sure the the um, female president that is going to be there, full fledged. What is her name? Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. What is she? She is from the Bronx, and she is a beast in the political Wasn't, game. Uh, she was a she senator. She got Republicans she was a senator on her of, side. She is very fuck. well-spoken, very intelligent. She goes after her own Democratic Party because they are not doing what's right by the people. Yeah, she Trust was, me, she is nobody to play with. What, what? She is somebody, I can guarantee you, the next time around, not this next presidency, I want but after the next, guess what? She's going to be a president. I like I want to go Hands all the out. way out the box. They already got Muslims. They got all Muslims. The out, all the way they got the Muslims. They That's got hard. gay. They got straight. They got, they, don't allow they got black. They got everything. No, no, no. The stipulation. No. They don't. Are, they don't allow foreigners to become. You have to be born here. You have to be. Here. Mm-hmm. You no, can be from oh, Ford. No, origin. you don't have to you be have born to be here. That's here. not true. That's not true. You don't have to be born here. You have to be a citizen for fourteen consecutive years. You have to be a citizen. You have to be thirty-five years old. You used to have to be a married male. I used to know all the stipulations because I wanted to be a Navy SEAL, and I found that I couldn't because I didn't have the right body parts. Fuck bullshit. Yeah. yeah, and then I found that I couldn't be president either because at one point you had to be a male in order mm-hmm. to run for president. And you had to have been a senator for so many years. Old married male. You, you know be, we got a, a senator Muslim and a woman on Congress, <laughs> right? We got yes. a Muslim, yeah. That the Democratic Party has changed, and the women have changed it. No, what I mean is, I want to see the head of our country, right? To be some woman that nobody ever expected to come it's out of no fucking It's going to be that. It will. I don't want it to be the girl from the Bronx. I want it to be the girl from some country women. I can't even That's pronounce. That's what I'm trying K-body. to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> anybody who here know where us, that is? Who lets us yeah. all know that we're supposed to love each other and stop being assholes? That's exactly why the Democratic Party of women are the ones that are taking over. Because the old Democrats are pretty much racist. We can all see that kind of now. In the Republican Party, their conservative beliefs are just old and faded. 
the democratic yeah. women of today are the one that are pushing the but see, agenda I'm not really and pushing it. I'm very you don't have to be, but I'm just telling you because they're so individualized, they're so different, they're so versatile. There's Muslims, there's Hispanic, they're black, there's white, there's gay, there's straight, there's transgender. They're all in the Democratic Party, and you know what? They're okay with it, and they're accepting of each other. That's why I say when you say that, 2024, you will see a woman, probably either is Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, or you will see a Muslim president. Hands down, point blank, period. You know why? Because of the way the culture is going, and they're pushing forward for people who are straight up going, look, they're broke, they're poor. I don't want them to be poor. I want them to be even like everybody else. Equal. We, we need to take care of the planet. We're tearing the planet apart. Um, and that's I, exactly that. But you need poor people because without I, poor people, there's no rich people. I, no, 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 no. I agree. You no, don't I, need poor people. You just, there's always going to people, there's gonna, always going to be people that are poor that I, will just not make enough because of the job. I agree with Maurice 100%. I feel like right now isn't going to be when we see it. But we'll have our oh, fight. We will, we will have our fight. I have a great we'll we'll fight that our we'll children see will see it. We will yeah. the same we way. We'll be alive. Don't be told. We might be alive. <laughs> it doesn't matter as much. The but same way that our grandparents wait, 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 were not really around to see Barack Obama, but we were, yeah. our children will see the next stage of life. And we'll know when Check it's time. our time to fight for them. Black History Month. Black History Month. Black to Black History Month. One shot. That was my seventh. The last shot. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, for all of us here at Last Man Standing, I wish you a very, very happy Black History Month. Wakanda forever. Wakanda for motherfucking <laughs> ever. Sarafina. Wakanda E&J. Damn the man. Save the empire. <laughs>